The hauntings around the city had, without a doubt, become more public. There was a strange new energy to it that seemed to multiply as the days passed. It felt like a message was being passed around, loud enough and strong enough that it was being heard even by those of us who couldn't understand it. Luckily for the human population that hadn't decided seeing the dead would be a cool deal, the phenomenon seemed easily explainable. Halloween pranks or typical Glasgow weather seemed to cover most of them. I wondered how much of it I would have put together if I didn't already know the answer. It was early morning and still pitch black outside. I was walking to work along a quiet street, wrapped up tight in a warm coat and scarf. Frost glittered on the walls of the buildings as I passed by them. I still felt half asleep as I made my way down the pavement, when I thought I saw movement from the corner of my eye. I blinked and turned my head, but there was nothing there, just the dark metal of a shop security grate. I stared at it carefully, already suspicious. It seemed perfectly normal, covered in a layer of frost, just like everything else, with a bunch of spray-painted symbols underneath, faded and overlapping each other. One stood out over the others, a simple little blob shape that wasn't covered by any other lines. It looked fresh and bolder than the rest and was done in a bright white. I moved on and put the thought of the movement out of my head. Later, after work, it was dark again. I always miss the sunlight as winter moves in. I passed the same shop front and noticed that there were now two blobs. They looked identical and I figured it had to have been done using a stencil, although I couldn't understand why someone would need to make a stencil like that. I walked home quickly and out of the corner of my eye, I thought once again that I saw movement. The strange blob shape continued to multiply as the week went on. The shapes began to overlap and move from the metal grate to other locations along my walk. They were appearing on post boxes and walls, now in different sizes. It seemed like a lot of work for whoever was painting them. I began to notice a harsh smell whenever I walked past one of the blobs. That acrid paint smell that normally vanishes as soon as spray paint dries. The blobs began to appear still wet, as if only just added. Once I came around the corner and watched as one began to drip gently, as if whoever had painted it had finished only seconds before. I stared at it, trying to make myself believe it was just a very fast human. The streets around me were empty. Just as I had concocted in my head an elaborate story of getaway drivers and well-choreographed graffiti teams, I heard a soft sound and turned, only to see another blob slowly form on a brick wall. There was no pretending. I went home quickly, the sharp scent of paint still in my head. I noticed that the blobs were becoming more detailed. A huge one on a billboard had several new lines painted inside it, making it seem more than a vague shape. I really didn't want to see the full picture. Other people were noticing the blobs too. I saw that several of them had been painted over, the blurred shapes of them still slightly visible under the off-white coat of paint. Somehow they shone through. At night the brightness of them seemed to glow against the rest of the darkness. The more I ignored the graffiti, the more it seemed to try and grab my attention. I was busy! I already had far too many things, and on that note, far too many ghosts already taking up all my time. This new spirit was going to just have to wait. One morning, I looked outside my window, and a huge blob was covering the road outside. It stretched across from one curb to the other, the paint thick and blotchy as if it had been done quickly, or maybe angrily. I could see marks where cars had moved through it and blurred the lines. 
The detail was stronger in this one too, the lines moving together and almost making sense. The thought of walking past it and having to inhale the paint smell made me strongly consider calling in sick to work, but I made myself get dressed and head outside. I forced myself to look ahead and not down and walk down the pavement past the blob. The smell was nauseating and I pushed my sleeve against my face to try and block it out. It didn't work at all. I was already beginning to feel dizzy. The streets around me were still silent and dark and I was scared to keep going. I turned round to go back into my flat when I heard a soft sound behind me. I turned and looked. The blob was moving. It was now right across the pavement where I had walked, blocking my way back. I stood and watched as it reshaped back and saw the lines inside were very slowly forming together. I could almost make out the finished picture now. Something about it filled me with a horrible feeling and I turned and began to walk away again, worried the smell was going to make me throw up. I could hear the blob following me and saw ahead all the smaller ones that had appeared in walls and blank spaces. There was no avoiding it. All that was going to happen was I was going to pass out and be late for work. I forced myself to stop and think. All it seemed to want was for me to look. So, holding my breath, I turned to see what it was showing me. I took in the full completed image. The spirit held still as if making sure it was as clear as possible. We stood there in the dark for what felt like a long time. Then, as I finally blinked and breathed in, the spirit seemed to relax, the clear lines fading as it began to disappear into the darkness of the street. It wasn't totally gone, as much as I wished it was. The smaller blobs remained, not as many as before, but just enough that I was showed the image at least a few times daily, a constant reminder of what the spirit had wanted to show me. It wasn't really necessary. I wasn't going to forget it any time soon. I had seen it for what it was as soon as the final picture became clear. It was a warning. Not of what, but of when. And I didn't have much time left. The image burned into my mind was of a countdown with only 14 days remaining. When I had looked at it, I had felt the same coldness that I had felt that night at the top of the water tower, a chill that had cut through the paint fumes. That could only mean one thing. That malevolent presence that had swept into the city, had stolen Harris and had meant his harm, was going to attack again. And this time, on Halloween. Glasgow Ghost Stories is written and produced by Libby Thomas. Narration is by Libby Thomas. Credits are read by Harris Jones. The theme music is by Kevin MacLeod and can be found at the Free Music Archive. Sound effects are from freesound.org. Follow us at Glasgow Ghost Stories on Twitter and Tumblr and visit us at glasgowghoststories.wordpress.com for transcripts of every episode. It's been a tough few days made a lot of new friends recently but this latest encounter has driven home how much we still don't understand this week I want to give you the advice I wish I'd given Libby and myself a while ago be grateful for having survived everything so far but be prepared for what may be still to come we're not out of the woods yet as always thanks for listening <laughs>